it is a privilege for me to do this. Um, I was kind of excited about it, to be honest. Uh, I, today, days like this are long days just because of the two services and stuff that we have, but I was pumped about doing this. Uh, this, is, this is more than just a graphic. This is more than just a sermon title. Uh, this is something heavy on my heart. And I'm, I'm not just saying that. I, I can't begin to tell you uh, the journey that my family has been on, the things that we have faced, uh, the ups and downs in life. And I know a lot of you guys know this coming Wednesday uh, will be two years since Logan's surgery failed. And, and, and so we, we've been through the valley. We've been through the ups and downs. And this coming Wednesday is the last day of Logan's radiation. And then January 5th, Logan goes in for surgery. I'm four and a half weeks away from a surgery that will either save his life or it's the last thing they have to offer him before. I mean, that's literally it. There's nothing left. And, and you say, why are you saying this? Uh, I am sick and tired of cliche Christianity. I cannot stomach it. I don't want it. And to be honest, I, I absolutely love the song that we just finished with, The Same God. I love it. But you know what is also extremely frustrating? Because it is like, we, we hear about, God, drop my giants. I've got giants too. And man, I've gotten amped up on hearing those things. But then in the, in the real life today, I'm seeing more giants win than lose. I don't see walls dropping. I just don't. I don't see the lion den moments where I, I feel like there's more dead bodies in that lion's den than there are people walking out saying, God, save me from the lions. Saying, wow, this, why did you get this guy to come? <laughs> but then God put me on a journey. And I say, God, I want more than song lyrics. I want, I want, more, than, I don't, I want more than cliche Christianity. I appreciate the memes, but I need the God that's represented behind the meme. I don't need the cliche, uh, the, the how you doing, buddy, and, and God's got this, and God's got a plan. And I, 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 want, I want to face the lion, and I want to walk away with victory. And I know I don't know the will of God, and I don't know what's going to happen in every situation. I know that. But I have learned so much going through this because life is hard. We talk about being brave. You got this, being brave. But I'm telling you, nobody just decides to be brave. You know what I'm saying? You just you can't go up to somebody and say, be brave. I'm like, okay. You know, like, <laughs> like what are you, is it a switch? If, if you know where the switch is, let me know because I need it. It's, it's, it doesn't work that way. And, and, and so for us to get real with what we're talking about, I'm telling you, some of the things we're going to talk about are going to be uncomfortable because life is hard. Just this week, Monday, in Georgia was the, uh, the funeral, in Florida was the funeral for one of my friends that sang in my wedding that I grew up with, Angie White. She's my age, died of cancer. I literally have this string of messages that me and her have been going back and forth asking me for advice and things like that as I've been facing this with her. And then she disappeared with the messages and her family said that's because she went into hospice care. Wednesday, I did a funeral for somebody that just died of cancer. Over the weekend, I dealt with two situations with people that were dealing with custody battles and court cases. I dealt with somebody calling me up to tell me that they just found out that they were diagnosed with cancer. That somebody that's in our church that all you, most of you know that they haven't even announced it yet. Life is hard. Are you ready for it? You say, well, I sang the song and I, I love those lyrics. Well, that's not going to get you through. It's not enough. 
So I'm going to take you to Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to be really real with you guys. I'm going to, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm holding back no punches. I love you guys, and I'm going to share my heart. And I promise you with what we share today from Scripture, it could literally change your life. I think what I share with you in Scripture today can completely change Thrive Church going forward. I'm not saying you're broken, but I'm telling you the Word of God has something that, things that need to happen in our lives. I, if we're going to be weak in the war, it's because we become weak in our walk. If you want to be strong in the lion's den, you better be strong before you get to the lion's den. And that is the whole point of this message. We fall apart when we hit challenging times. And we're going to look at the book of Daniel, and I love Daniel in the lion's den, but I'll tell you, there's a whole lot more. <laughs> Did you know the book of Daniel is not about Daniel in the lion's den? It actually has a whole string of, a, a whole principle behind it that we don't even get into. But Ephesians 6, I want you guys to get this. This is New Testament. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. Does anything, what, what do you think of the word strong? I mean, that is capable of being able to be brave. I, I, I can handle whatever it comes. Be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. That means, listen to this. If God's calling me to be strong, that means I start off what? Weak. Weak. If we don't do what we're talking about, you are weak. Which literally means those lions will rip your head off. That's just the truth. Put on the full armor of God. Can, can we just examine that for a minute? He's like, okay, be strong in the Lord. The power of His mind might put on the full armor of God. What, what, is, what does that mean? Literally, it's like, if, if I was to take my coat off or something, but I've got mics on me, so I can't do it. Uh, if I was to take off my coat and say, I'm cold, I need that, I could talk about the coat making me warm all day long, but I'm never going to experience the warmth of the coat until I put it on. And here's the problem. We have Christians talking about, man, it's so cold. Why isn't God? Uh, do it again, Lord, in the same God or whatever. I'm just freezing. I just don't know if he's the same God. And God says, will you put it on? We put it on. We please put it on. We want to sing about the coat. Stop singing about the coat and put the coat on. Put the coat on. Put on the full armor of God that ye might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Literally mean, if you don't put on or apply what we're talking about, then you are not putting on the strength to keep standing. And what is the opposite of standing? It's falling. We're sitting. <laughs> it's not upright. <laughs> It's falling over. Why? Because the enemy has a plan to take us down. So I'm going to tell you right now, kumbaya Christianity is not going to work. This passive, I'm going to stop in, I'm going to do my thing and sing the song, and I love 104.9, and I've got my Spotify playlist, and I've got my t-shirt, and that's cute. But I tell you, if Daniel would have lived that life of just having a Spotify playlist and, and his memes that he shares on Facebook and and his cool I love G or God is able t-shirt, he would have been ripped to shreds. It's not how it works. Notice this, verse 17. Take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The word take, the helmet, is a, and the sword of the Spirit, which is praying always, praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Pray, walk with God, take the Word of God. What does it do in our lives? He said in verse 19, that the utterance might be with me, that I might open my mouth boldly. You know what boldly is? That's brave. 
Literally meaning what I put on and I apply and I do, when I get out there, I can do it with strength and power. But if I don't, I cannot do it with strength and power. Then I'm in verse 20, that I might speak boldly. What does it take to be brave, to develop courage, to be strong? Like I said, you don't decide to do it. Even saying, how many of you, heads bowed and eyes closed, how many of you want to be brave this week? Oh, I want to be brave this week. Okay, raising your hands, I can make you brave this week. The same way, okay, here you guys, you guys ready for this? I decided to be in shape. Okay, I'm just going to decide right now. God, make me be in shape. I'm raising my hand. God, make me in shape. Make me strong, Lord. I want to be strong. I want to be better than I want. It's like, just because I decided it or I'll make a, tell you all, I decided today, I want you to know in church today, I decided to be strong. I decided to be, I just decided to be in shape. You're going to be like, oh, did you go to the gym? No, I didn't do that. You doing setups? No, I didn't do that. You, were you working out more? No, I didn't. I, but I decided. I claim in Jesus' name. I claim healthy. Well, it doesn't work that way. No wonder Satan has a goal to pull us away from the things that he said. Things that God told us to do. I love this story of Daniel. The, Daniel's and lion's den is so fun, but that's way later in the story. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. I'm going to just bring you through this. It's, it's shocking about Daniel's life before he got there. And the Bible says in Daniel 1, 8, And Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. He, he, he said, I, I, Daniel had a conviction about him where he said, I know what to do, and I'm going to do it. Do you guys hear this? Conviction is, I know what to do, and I'm going to do it. It's not just a mindset. He didn't just go there, what's everybody else doing? What's popular? What? I know what to do. He had conviction. I know what's... I know what's I don't care if it's tradition or what. If we want the power of God and we adapt to the world and we don't have conviction, it's not going to work. And I tell you this, and let me just tell you guys, for us to come to church and I'm going to do one thing and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we do another one. The Bible says a double-minded man, listen to this, a double-minded man is unstable in some of his ways. Oh, wait a minute. In all of his ways. To sing about it and not live it is double-minded. To talk about it and not do it is double-minded. It doesn't work. Let me tell you, this is where I'm going with this. We want to have a Daniel in the lion's den experience, but we don't want to live the life that he lived before he got to the lion's den. Because it's a whole book talking about all the things that he did. And Joshua 24 says, you've got to choose you this day who you're going to serve. But it's for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You just... I'm just going to challenge you right now. I'm going, to, I'm going to show you some stuff, but you have got to be like, okay, at the end of the day, you've got to put on, you've got to stand, you've got to apply, you've got to, all these different things. If you want to be strong, if you want to be brave, you better just do these things. The Bible says there's a choice to be made. In Daniel 1.9, he says, And God brought Daniel into favor and turned him tender mercy with the prince of the eunuchs. There was a noticeable difference. Daniel lived this life that was contagious, and, and it showed uh, this difference in his life. And I want you to see this today, that today, bravery requires us walking with God. Strength requires us walking with God. And I'm going to break this down, because a lot of times it's like, walk with God, and you're like, what does that mean? I want to explain what it means. Daniel chapter 2, verse 1. We'll go through this and make application. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams. And there his spirit was troubled, and his sleep broke from him. And the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans and then show the king the dreams. So they came and stood before the king and the king said unto them, I have dreamed dreams and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. 
King was very upset. He wanted answers. He needed answers. None of them could give him answers. Trouble is coming. You guys know the story. Trouble is coming. And uh, the Bible says in the, the, verse 13, And decree went forth from the wise men that they should be slain. And they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. So here it is. The king's upset. And he said, you know what? If you can't help me, off with your heads. Literally. I'm going to just kill you all. Now here's the thing. We always make Daniel and the story of Daniel about Daniel and the lion's den. Do you guys see that he had trouble before he ever got to the lion's den? And I don't, I don't think that we tell that the, the things that you build up in your life, the things that God's doing to teaching the spiritual disciplines now is just preparing you for the lion's den. But a lot of times we're not doing the simple things of just opposition coming to be ready to face whatever is coming. Did they run in fear? Did they fall apart? Did they struggle? Did they get scared? No. How in the world? You can imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're all part of this story. And Daniel getting together. Well, they're going to they're gonna kill us. Well, what are we going to do? Do what we've always done. We're not going to run and hide. We're not going to fall apart. We're not going to run in fear. I, I feel like so many of us, when trouble comes, we just fall apart. It's like sing the song, play the song, listen to the radio, do all these things. And then probably, oh, God doesn't care. Like, and trust me, I've been there. I've done it. You can ask your pastor. I've had some really hard times. Really hard times through this. Here's the thing. Your spiritual disciplines today will determine the victories that you have tomorrow. They're going up against the nation. And he said unto Ariok, the king's captain, and the decrees, and hastily, hastily from the king, and Ariok made it known unto Daniel. And Daniel went in and desired that the king should give him time that we would show the king the interpretation. Verse 17, And Daniel went into his house and made these things known unto Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezrai, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his companions, that they should desire the mercies of God of heaven concerning his secret. And Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Then the secret was revealed unto Daniel that night in a vision, and Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel gets on his knees, cries out to God, and the secret is made known unto Daniel. See, the, the secret behind Daniel's life was the spiritual disciplines that he had before he faced any of the opposition. Let me walk you through this. Bravery requires us to walk with God. We must, listen to this, we must have spiritual disciplines in our life. To, 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 to be victorious or to fall on our faces wherever you're at, I promise you this, if you don't have spiritual disciplines in your life, you will fail when opposition comes. You're thinking right now, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. Well, has anybody put out the decree yet that you're going to have your heads ripped off? Has there been a fiery furnace yet? Has there been a lion's den yet? No. That's the thing. We're always fine. I mean, we're fine when it comes to our health until you have to run upstairs. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to die. Well, that's because you were ready for the stairs. Watch the comparison of this. The Bible says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness, which is talking, it's just a comparison. It says, let me tell you, compared to spiritual disciplines, is profitable unto all, all things. So he literally talked about the exercise that we have in our lives. And he says, compared to this, and God's not against bodily exercise. He's very much so for it. But he's saying, if you're going to talk about exercising spiritually versus exercising spiritually, you need the spiritual way more than you need the physical. You need both of these things. So regular things that we do in our lives is we have spiritual dis or physical disciplines in our life. 
We brush our, tree, our, our, treat. we brush our teeth, we drink water, we take vitamins, we exercise, we rest. He said, why do I do those things? My body needs them. My body will fall apart. You guys follow with me now. My body will fall apart if I'm not putting these things into my life. Why? To be strong, whatever, we have to bring things into our life to make us strong. So let me, you guys are staring at my ways. Let me illustrate with this. Okay. So here's the thing. I can talk about the weights all day long. I can, if, if I don't know if everybody can see this. I can talk about that all the time. And I know when I take this and I apply it to my life, it's going to change my life. I know it's going to make me stronger. And this is a spiritual discipline. You know why? Or a physical discipline. You know why it's a discipline? Because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I know that if I'm going to be stronger in life, I've got to practice and make consistency with these things. That is what this whole point is. It makes me better. It changes me. Some of you guys, if you can't open a pickle jar, it's, it's time to lift some weights. If, 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 if running up a pair of, or a set of stairs wears you out, so what do we do? We have physical uh, uh, disciplines in our life. If you skip the physical disciplines in your life, you will be weak. That's why before they go to war, they have boot camp. We want to physically prepare your body for what you're about to experience. If you are weak, then it means you are not doing this. Guys, listen, if you are weak, it's because you're not doing this. Now, here's the problem, and I kind of alluded to this already, but let me show you guys. Here's what happens with this. I know this makes me strong. It makes me, it, spiritually speaking, guys, think of this, okay? You know where I'm going with this. Spiritually speaking, if this makes, if there's things that God's put in my life and says, this is what I want you to daily do or regularly do, this is what I have to do to be stronger. If I'm going to be a better husband, I better learn to do spiritual disciplines. And I'll get into them in a minute because Daniel lays them out. I've got to do these things. How is it if I can't open a jar of pickles and I say, hold up, honey, and I run to the gym and I'm like, I got you, I'll run back and do that. I'm going to tell you, anybody like that, does that work? No. No, it doesn't work. And here's what happens a lot of times when it comes to the spiritual disciplines in our lives. I'm having a hard time with my marriage and it's falling apart. I need to go talk to the pastor. I'm having a hard time with my marriage. You need to fix my marriage. I need this. And then we set it down. It's like, does that work? No. Disciplines don't work that way. Like, I got out of church, and we're having problems, and the kids won't listen to me, and finances are a mess. It's like, are you in church? Nope, I better get to church. So we run to church, and it's like, I'm going to do all the things. And you run to one Sunday or two Sundays in a row. It doesn't work like that. But that's how we do. We, we, we run back to these things. And then the funny thing is we sing about how great the strength is and how great the things of church are and how great God is and how God can bring us through these but the only way that this is going to actually work is you guys tell me, how does, how does lifting works, weights work? Consistency. It's got to be a discipline in your life. It's got to be something that I just don't run to once in a while when things are falling apart. It's not just because I found out that I have a sickness or an illness. It's not just because my family's falling apart. It's because I understand that there's certain things that God's put in my life that I have to consistently do. And if I don't consistently do them, then I am weak. And if you choose to be weak, just choose to be ripped up by the lines. And that's it. I could actually just say, let's bow our heads and pray. But I want to get into this. Let me list you some. There are spiritual disciplines because the thing is, it's taking the things that God has told us to do and just doing them. Prayer is a spiritual discipline. 
All through chapter 2, chapter 6, and chapter 9, we find that Daniel was on his hands and knees praying before God. And we know that. Daniel prayed at the window three times a day. Daniel was known for praying. Do you know the story of Daniel is not about Daniel in the lion's den? The story about Daniel was about Daniel in the prayer closet. But how often do we make it all about Daniel in the lion's den and not Daniel in the prayer closet? Did you know the whole book, chapter 2, chapter 6, chapter 9, is all telling stories about Daniel on his hands and knees praying before God, even the story we just read? I make a decree, and he went with his friends, and he said, what do we do? We get on our knees and we pray to God. And we beg God, God, give us the answer and give us help. It was a regular thing, but here's the thing that we want to do. We want to sing lyrics, and I'm not against the song. I love the songs. But I want the Goliath moment, and I want this. I want it, I want it, I want it. And God says, then what are you missing in your life to get it? Stop claiming the victory of the giants if you're not doing the spiritual disciplines that God has told us behind the scenes. And I'll tell you what, God has stirred me up and broke me and opened me so many ways to open my life up to be, to be able to understand and to be able to share with other people what praying is. Guys, we have lost the concept of prayer. It's not cliche. It's not laying, I, now I lay me down to sleep. It's not just going through the motions of it. Jesus, when you pray, enter into the closet. When you have shut the door, pray to your Father, which is in secret. It means that you fall in love with God, that you tell Him what's going on in your heart. You pour your heart out to Him. You spend time with God. It's not this, oh, I'm really busy. Oh, we, we're, right, we're going to get this started. Let's pray really fast. God, we thank you for this day. Bless us. And we just rattle off stuff. I, I, at fellowship, I've changed things. I had one service that we did just recently, and they said, what is the thing? I said, we're going to pray through the whole service. That's what we did. We read Scripture, and we just prayed. Because I'm, I'm sick of losing. Do you guys hear me? I'm sick of losing. And if we're going to want change in our life, it means that we... When thou prayest, enter in the closet. When thou shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which is in secret will do what? Reward you openly. Daniel got rewarded openly. And it's not a guarantee. God, I'm praying right now, so I'm going to come out and ask for all the blessings to pour into my life. It's not a matter of that. But it's a matter of, guys, if we don't get serious about praying for whatever thrive, God has for thrive next, then it's not going to happen. You can promote and have videos and do all these things, but I promise you, the power of God doesn't come from PowerPoints. It doesn't come from graphics or lyrics or promotion materials or the things you hand out. And I'm not saying that you guys are doing that, but I'm telling you, me and pastors, uh, Dave's heart been knit on this. I want to see the power of God. Daniel's experienced the power of God through praying, of seeking God. Bible reading, study the show thyself approved. You know what, guys? A lot of days, I don't feel like reading my Bible. But it's a spiritual discipline that God puts in my life to help me study and to learn. It says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall defend them. Reading the word of God changes you. Can I ask you guys, if it's a spiritual discipline, if this makes me a better dad, if reading my Bible makes me a better dad, it's not just a matter of once a week or once a month that I do that. It's a regular thing that I do. So how's it going? Don't raise your hand. How's it going? How you doing with that? What book are you reading? What's God teaching you? How's it changing you? Did you fill your mind up something this morning, yesterday morning, the day before that you can share with somebody else? It's the hope of the world. What hope is coming out of your life? What's coming out of your lips? What is, how's, it, how's it going? The Bible talks about fasting. He, Jesus, when He said, moreover when you fast, not if you fast, moreover when you fast. And I've had people say, oh, I'm just not that type of person. 
We're all to be that type of person. Jesus was that type of person. Fasting is denying ourselves. I can advertise a potluck at the church and we have to put out extra chairs. I can, I can advertise a prayer meeting at the church or fasting or whatever that we're going to do when nobody shows up. Of denying ourselves. It, it's amazing how we've gotten into this rut. I'm just being real. You guys want giants to fall? You want lions to have their mouths shut? You want the walls of Jericho to fall? Where's the spiritual disciplines in our lives? Jesus was dealing with a situation. He told them, how be it? This kind goeth not by, by, by prayer and fasting. If you want to see it, it's going to have to happen. How about church as a spiritual discipline? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. This should be, when the Bible says not forsaking, and guys, I'm not your pastor, but I'll tell you the same thing. I study the same book that your pastor studies. Church should be a regular part of our lives because we need it the same way that we need exercise every week and the same way that we need vitamins every week. This is something that God has given us to make us strong. How is it going for that? Has it become a priority in our lives? And if not, I promise, it's not going to become a priority in your kids. And if it's not a priority in your kids and you're saying, I want them to grow up to love God and do what's right, then what are you teaching them today? Because the spiritual disciplines today determine the victories you have tomorrow. It's not a matter of, I hope when I get there, I'm ready. No, what are you doing this morning? What are you, did you do today? What are you doing this afternoon? We get away from these things. People say, I'm just so weak. Because we talk about these things and not do them. Do you have spiritual disciplines in your life? Let me get into it. I want to make prior I, 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 application of this. There must be a priority to pray. I say this because I only want to stick true to the, the passage here because there's a lot of things that we need to make a priority of. Daniel chapters 1 and 2 are all about him being in cap, uh, captivity. Time passes by. They were in exile, exile. Daniel chapter 6 is estimated to be about 80 years old. We don't talk about Daniel being an old man when this is happening. Daniel grew in influence of his nation. He, but the thing is, even as he got older and he went through the routines of everything that he did, his spiritual habits didn't change. You guys know that they made a decree, they tricked him, they signed the papers, whoever prays gets thrown into the lion's den. Now we're at the story. You guys ready for this? And when Daniel knew, chapter 6, verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and the window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. You guys ready for this? As he did a time. He just did what he always did. Because it was something that he learned to do. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication. The truth is we struggle to pray. It says when, when the, now when the, the writing was signed, this was not an option for Daniel. He already knew the consequences that were going to happen, but he was already made a, a, a priority to pray. Guys, realize that prayer is not one of those things that's an option for us. It's not. It took my son being diagnosed with cancer for me to truly understand prayer. I would give anything for my son to be cancer free, but I would not want to give up the fact of what God's taught me through this journey. I would get into my messages and I'd be busy throughout the day and I would sit down to study before I do and I'd be like, oh, oh, God help me get this done. I need your help today. I need this blessing to go or this message to go well. Just give me drink, whatever. And, and, and I'm thinking... How often do we treat prayer like that? It's like something that I'm going to sneak in. We treat God like fast food. I'm busy, so I'm just going to grab something, or I'm going to say something, or I'm going to do something. 
Daniel in this passage, literally, the Bible says that he knelt before the window and prayed to God three times a day. It was a spiritual discipline that he did consistently in his life. John 15.4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. You know what the abide means? To stay consistent. No more can ye except you abide in me and I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth fruit. Without me you can do nothing. The word abide means to continue, to dwell, to endure, to remain, to stand still in this. I find my strength in God. So obviously, if I'm not abiding in God, then I'm not going to have the strength. I'm I'm, I'm just speaking from my heart to everybody here. I I would say, how are we doing these spiritual disciplines? Because they've got to be a priority. I'm telling you, if if the power of prayer holds this much power in our lives, then it means if we had to cancel a Sunday service just to meet in this room and get into a circle to pray, then let's do it. If we, if we had to gather for our life groups, if we, had to, if we had to cancel things, if I had to take off work, if I had to do whatever, then, then just pray, just pray, just pray. But if it's not a priority to us, then it means that we're accepting the, the, the idea that losing is okay. And let me close with this. It's, it's not just the priority, but it's, it's the passion to pray. People that exercise, they develop a craving for it because they, they know that they need this. It's not passive. They don't just squeeze it in. They understand that they have a passion for these things. Let, let me read these verses again. Can I just break this down for you and show you Daniel's heart? When Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went into his house and the window being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did before time. Now you understand, this is the Daniel in the lion's den pre-show, okay? Like, I, I know everybody's like, and dang, you walked in there, and he heard the roar of the lions, and they're like, yeah. This is the actual story here. This, this is what it's actually about. Now, let, let me show you. Number one, he got alone with God. He went into his house. I love corporate prayer. Thank God that somebody gets up here. Welcome to Thrive Church. We're going to open up with prayer. But let me ask you, how is your private prayer? Daniel didn't run to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He, he got alone with God. He got alone with God. He went into his house. Number two, he turned his attention to God and his window being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He set his affection on, he was in captivity. They were, they were in bondage and all this stuff. And he still put his head to just say, Lord, I look towards you. It's amazing how I get into trouble and like, I call somebody, hey man, I'm really going through it. I don't know what I'm going to do right now. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm telling you, who do you turn to first? He humbled himself. He, he kneeled down on his knees. And guys, I know that's cliche. We teach kids to get on their hands and knees and pray before God. But you understand there's something about the visual. And I'm not saying you're not praying right if you don't get on your hands and knees. But I'm talking about was an outward expression of God, I need you. If our burdens don't drive us to our knees, then I don't think we're truly ready for God to work. But when you have nothing left, and Daniel stumbled to that window and got down on his knees. It was a matter of submitting to God. He humbled himself. He got on his knees and he faithfully walked with God. Verse 10, it says, And he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. 
That's why I feel like in today's generation where it's like we squeeze it in and it's kumbaya and I'm going to go to church when I feel like it. I'm going to go to church when I can. I'm going to pray when I can. I'm going to read when I can. I was like, I had a busy week and whatever. No, no. We've set ourselves up to be wimps. We've set ourselves up to be defeated. And so we sing the songs and then we get almost irritated with God just saying, man, that sounds good, but it's not in my life. And God says, well, what, how's your prayer life? How's your private time with God? We treat God like, like we do prayer like Popeye. How many of you guys remember Popeye? Okay. What did he do every time he needed to beat up somebody? He ate spinach. He was like, oh, you know, he'd like, you know, when he'd take his pipe and open the can. I don't know how he did that. And then he'd eat it, and then he'd get strong, and it's like that. I think sometimes we're like, hey, will the church just pray over me, and that's great. And I just need prayer, and I just, whatever. But do you understand, strength that you need to endure all the way through literally is a consistent every day. Daniel, watch this. Just put this with this right here. Daniel prayed three times a day. He made such a spiritual discipline in his life. And I'll tell you, the disciplines that we have in our lives is I'm not going to make it through this rest of the day until I have coffee. And I'm one of those guys. I'm preaching the choir. So I, I, will, I will kick down walls to get through co- to coffee because I need it. If I'm hungry, I'm going to make a priority. I'll, I'll order it in through an app and have it delivered to the door if I'm hungry. Man, are you, you guys know what I'm talking about? When it comes to those things, we have... What if we had that kind of passion for the things of God, for the spiritual discipline, saying, I'm going to make a priority out of prayer. I'm going to make a priority out of fasting. Esther, when, when, when they were going for all the things and they, all the people were going to be killed, you know what she did? She declared a fast. When the, when the disciples went before the young boy and they could not cast out the demon, Jesus went into them and said, this cometh not but by fasting and prayer. There's a lot of breakthroughs that we don't have because we don't fast and pray. Let me close with this. And the Bible says that he gave thanks. And literally, as he's on his hands and knees, literally with the decree being signed that we're going to throw you to the lion's den, he says that he gave thanks to his God as he did aforetime. Where did Daniel's strength come from? How did this man become so brave? He had spiritual disciplines in his life that led up to this. Because I'm telling you, there went out a decree. Everyone was going to die. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about chapter 1 again, okay? Because he had a dream and nobody could interpret it. Then he interpreted the dream. But he already had that spiritual discipline. Do you know why? The lion's den was coming. If you don't learn to handle and being faithful in the little things, you'll never be ready for the big things. You'll never be ready for when you're diagnosed with cancer. You'll never be ready when somebody comes up and tells you that your, your kid was in a car accident. So the thing is, wherever you're at in life, be consistent with the simple things that God's put in your life now because that consistency builds you up to where you go from a church member at Fellowship to being a church planner at Thrive. Life's not easy. It's a weight and it's a strain and it's heaviness in our lives. But God has a plan to continually build our lives.